Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Podcast with Jace Garcia and Jared Jones. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Throwing Jabs Boxing Podcast. I'm Jace Garcia and join, like always, with Jared Jones. We're shaking things up. Big story, big story going on. Earl Spence Jr. was taken to the hospital after a brutal car crash. He luckily suffered no broken bones, no fractures, just a couple lacerations and bruises. He's expected to make a full recovery, but, I mean, reports are showing he was intoxicated. Uh, If you've seen the video, it was gnarly. This dude is lucky to be alive. This dude, I mean, I understand you're the welterweight, the unified welterweight champion of the world, but come on, man. You're a role model. You got to be. You got to set a better example than that. And the unfortunate part is, um, for me, is how desensitized I'm getting to this. Jose Fernandez was a pitcher for the Marlins, and when you heard about the boat crash, you you went, I wonder. That's sad. Of course, we initially, we can't skip to vilifying the victim, you know, without any proper cause. But then, sure enough, uh, you end up a month later or however long it takes, the toxicology reports come out. There's cocaine. He was traveling 100-something miles an hour in a boat. And and the same is kind of true here. I feel like there were people when when the reports were very very uh, incomplete at first. Yeah, very. Yeah. And people were jumping to these conclusions that were true. That were true. He felt yeah. like a larger than life. He's driving around in a Lamborghini. He's going too fast. He's drinking and driving. He's doing all the things that we kind of said. I wonder if. When we heard that it happened in the first place, which is unfortunate because like you said, we're trying to build these into people that I got a 12 year old daughter that knows who Errol Spence Jr. is. Yeah. You have to do better than that for me, dog. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't get the I didn't I learned from you. I didn't get my ESPN notification until before you texted me. uh, Tell me about it. Oh, Patrick Day. Um. Four days after fighting Charles Conwell, uh, Patrick Day, 27-year-old boxer, tragically, uh, died of brain injuries that he suffered after being knocked out and then whipping down onto the canvas. And uh, another time where it's it's an unfortunate event. and separate from that, I, I think that people use tragic events to push an agenda, and that has to be okay in some sense. While yeah. it's offensive when the guy's fighting for his life and you don't know why he's there, when we get through that initial part and the facts of the story come out, what better time to initiate a change yeah. than a tragedy? I mean, that's where order comes from chaos and vice versa. So they have to yin and yang each other a little bit there. And it's, it's time to, I've been saying it for a long time. It's time to address some of these dangers and I'll talk more about that in the flurry. Yeah. I mean, 
it, we will get to it in the flurry, but you got to look at it and uh, it can't just be a part of boxing, you know? Like, I understand war, people die. That makes yeah. sense. Boxing, people have to be taken care of. You got to take care of your fighters. Fighters are, they're prize fighters, they're making money. It's a sport. Dying shouldn't have to be a consequence. I totally agree with you. At, at extreme times, maybe, maybe, maybe. But not three times in a yeah, calendar year. Yeah, not three times in a Because we, we've talked about this a lot already, and we're only 13 episodes as a podcast. We've talked about all this stuff. We've written blogs about it. I mean, yeah, it's scary, and I mean, yeah, sometimes During our done. four months, we've had three deaths Yeah, since we started the show, so... There have to, and it shouldn't, and to be fair, it shouldn't take this. We wait for the tragedy to do something, but it shouldn't take the tragedy to get us there. Yeah, you're right. Um, Other news, Tyson Fury accepted a match in the WWE for October 31st in Saudi Arabia. Thoughts? Yeah, well. You're our WWE guy. I am the WWE guy. Uh, It's interesting. Uh, First off. WWE is going this route. They they just held their draft. They're trying to legitimize it, make it more like sports. So uh, the, the one thing I can say about it is they held a press conference with Tyson Fury and the guy he's uh, wrestling, uh, Braun Strowman, but they didn't have a crowd there. Yeah. So it's talking. There's a face-off. No one's cheering. No one's booing. It, it, it felt weird. Uh, I understand WWE, if they are going to go down this route, they need to learn from it. I'm, I'm really excited for to see what Tyson Fury brings to WWE because he is a big fan. Uh, are you worried at all about what it takes away from him as a boxer? I think realistically it doesn't take away a lot. Yes, he came out and he said... You don't w- think this is distracting? Oh, I mean, it, this is all... Bo- distractions, are, he can do this. I mean... Wilder has another fight in front of him. Wilder's more distracted because yeah. he's got that okay. other fight to go. But he's but he's still focused on boxing. The yeah. focus is still boxing. This is just and another paycheck. Shot. And I mean, mm-hmm. WWE wrestlers are in shape. I mean, they work they True. work hard. Uh, he came. Tyson Fury came out and said, "WWE isn't fake. Like, it's scripted and that stuff. It isn't fake." He might. This might push back the Wilder rematch, it's, which I, I, he he is saying that I think it is a little bit to sell the boxing fans and that stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, but I, I I've seen I, I'm a WWE fan. I've seen other people come in, other celebrities come in and do this little one-off. And I love it. Everywhere yeah. else except for boxing, I love this. As a fan, as an and from an entertainment standpoint, from wrestling standpoint, the thing that bothers me is that safety aspect we talked in the first segment. Yeah. Is it's it's another part of scrub scraps that I always talk about. You fight to make it safer and then take a page out of the book of the WWE here and involve everyone else. You think of the people that wrestling has tried to involve and you're dragging in all different types of fans from political to other sports, you know, the list goes on and on. You're bringing in those fans. Boxing could do that same thing. Let's make the sport safer and then open it up to people that aren't maybe at the skill level to be on television. Cause there's plenty of people you're putting on television to fight Navarrete that don't have the talent to be on television. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, my, my last point on this, uh, 
Tyson Fury is actually doing it, uh, taking it seriously and doing it a lot better than anyone else who's ever done it. He is actually, he's been with the WWE ever since this fight was announced a couple of weeks ago. He's been, and I'd imagine he's training, I'm imagining he's learning the ropes, learning how to take, as they say in the business, bumps, take the hits, and uh, get get through it. So, I mean, he's a big, during the Schwartz fight, him and Schwartz got in the ring before the day of the weigh-ins and were fake wrestling with chairs and that stuff. And everyone was talking about that. And then you saw his last fight. He had the luchador master in the way and even came out. So he has a respect for it. I think it will be great. I think it will be cool. And who knows, maybe it will draw a couple boxing fans to the WWE. Cause who knows? Well, and vice versa. What, how, how interested would you be in a couple of these WWE guys doing a real boxing match? Yeah, I mean... With some minimal training. The WWE just had the King of the Ring tournament. The King right now, King Corbin, he's a Golden Gloves boxer. Really? So these guys, yeah. Some of them can really fight, you're saying. Yeah, and then we there's... Like, you can say what you want about WWE. There's Olympians that go to WWE. Yeah. The, uh, famously, Kurt Angle, but also the... There's Rousey a guy, was a silver medalist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, Chad Gable right now. He he isn't Dan Gable like they they made their own storyline having him be the son of the famous Olympic wrestler Dan Gable, but he's still an Olympian. So there are and, and I mean it, the list goes on. There's a lot of legitimate talent when it comes to combat sports and that stuff in the WWE, and they they chose to take the, this path. So I mean, say what you want about WWE, but let's get back to boxing. Fight announcement, WBO welterweight champion Terrence Crawford to make to uh, aim to make his next title defense against the one they call Mean Machine. Uh, I don't know how. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this dude's name. Agegis Kavalaskis. Yeah, what that? <laughs> Agegis Kavalaskis. Everyone's calling him the Mean Machine. That's what I'm going with. On December 14th in Madison Square Garden, this card is stacked. The co-main event, Richard Comey against the mandatory contender for his belt, Teofimo Lopez, as well as an Olympic rematch as Michael Conlin seeks revenge against Vladimir Nikitin. This okay. is a stacked card. I um, This is a pretty good card. The Terrence Crawford... Uh... Uh, egregious and i was remembering that because it's egregious if you drop the r yeah. so if egregious sounds like egregious that's because this fight is there's no reason to, uh, um kavaloskis has one draw he's like 20 oh and one he's no losses one draw his one draw is ray robinson who has three losses and another draw and that's his only fight inside the top 50 Dang. and you're fighting bud crawford yeah and i mean all of us i don't blame you for not knowing how to pronounce this guy's name i had yeah. to look it up but i'm i'm sure there's not a lot of people that went oh yeah kavaloskis you know most people yeah. went who but fighting bud crawford of what this guy wasn't on the list when you said who should bud crawford fight yeah next. you're right you know what i'm saying this is uh 
This is a long way off. He's fought one guy in the top 50 and fought that to a draw. I hope that's a joke that they're fighting each other. I hope something happens and they cancel that because it's not a good idea. Um, Kami and, Tal- T- T- and, and Lopez, I like that fight. fight. Go boxing. You know, you've got two of the best guys in that weight class in the ring together. Let's find out who the better guy is. Hooray for boxing. And Conlon and Nikitin, this is a mismatch. This is a guy who won in the amateurs in Nikitin because of his amateur style. And um, Conlon, who's now the name, 12-0 with seven knockouts. Um, Nikitin's 3-0 with no knockouts. And the guy's rankings, the three guys he fought, 722, 586, and 507. And the 507 was a majority decision. So he didn't blow out yeah. the 507th guy in that weight class to now fight number 28, Conlon. Conlon. So um, I don't know what Nikitin's uh, handlers are thinking because this is a really, really bad idea. Uh, of the three fights on this card, two of them are, are bad ideas. And when I say bad idea, I can't talk about these fights that frustrate me and and – not say Patrick Day. Yeah. You know, when you're, fo- when you're that far off, when the matchmakers are that far off. Now, it doesn't fit because all three of those fights were pretty well matched. They weren't so egregious that you were, <laughs> were going to be pissed off about the two guys fighting each other. Patrick yeah. Day was a good fighter in there against another good fighter. And they were, you know, we wouldn't have been surprised either way. Yeah. So those unfortunate events happen, but however you can keep two guys like that, like you've got here, out of the ring with each other, let's get somebody in the ring with Bud Crawford that should be in the ring with Bud Crawford. This guy isn't it. But also, how much of that comes from a uh, promotional standpoint? Because Manny Pacquiao, uh, Earl Spence, even Thurman, even... Porter, they're all under the PBC, the Showtime, and Fox banner. And you have a fight with Manny Pacquiao and uh, Earl Spence Jr. that's looking like it's going to happen and going to be the next big fight. Yeah. And we all want to see Crawford step in, but he's with top rank. He's with ESPN. So they don't want to play ball before they can get a actual big fight from their own guys out there. You know? So well, I Well, mean, then that's just silliness. Yeah, I mean, this is... It's got to be It's gotta be. Uh, Zufa is planning to take over boxing. Yeah, hopefully. Something like that has to happen where you pay the fighters more and make it in their best interest to go do something else. And then when everybody goes and does something else, we get to have one champion again. Because yeah. just arguing over who the better guy is and then never seeing them do it in the ring... It's not fair to us as fans, but it's not fair to the fighters either because You're right. it's not very often that it's the fighter that doesn't want to do it. No, More yeah. often, it's that they're not getting paid enough to do it. If you could fight somebody you know, really badass or for 85% of that paycheck, fight somebody you're sure you're going to beat yeah. you know, for all intents and purposes, you want the, you want the safe money. You know, the yeah, same right. way we bet. That's how these guys are betting. And right now, yeah, messy, messy. And somebody's got to clean that up because there's 
there's no reason to sit and talk about fight what fighter's gonna win which fight and then we got to talk about which team they're on and if they're allowed to fight each other yeah they're in the same weight class they should be allowed to fight each other if you think you're the best at welterweight man up we should be allowed to fight each other that's it yeah period i mean this is we've talked about this also through the full four months we've been running this show the 13 episodes this is something that's hurting boxing a lot and you see something like the ufc mma people are tuning in more to that than boxing right now yeah and the welterweight division bud crawford earl spence jr manny pacquiao sean porter keith thurman that's stacked that is amazing right now but i mean people they just don't they don't want to play nice they don't want to share the fighters. They don't want to make even more money. They just want to. They want both incomes being from both their fighters rather than a humongous income coming from one way and another humongous income going to someone else. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. All right, messy. Let's go and recap the fights, starting with the main event. Alexander Usyk stops Chad Witherspoon in the seventh round. When his debut at heavyweight, Usyk is still the WBO mandatory challenger. So you can, I, I think he might be the one after the Andy Ruiz Joshua rematch. He could find himself in a title picture, but I, I don't think he's ready. I mean, I, yeah, he was good at cruiserweight. Yeah, I think he needs to get more accustomed to heavyweight because, I mean, Chaz, Chaz Witherspoon isn't he's a world beater. He had his time for a little bit. He was great for a little bit, but he This was a dominant performance though over yeah. a guy that's won 38 of 42 fights. Yeah. So, I I I think you sick especially because of the amateur career this guy was one of those 293 wins and 15 yeah. losses, I think. Um, and fought a bunch of guys that are heavyweights now. He fought at uh, he fought at super middle and came up and came up, and now he's big enough to made look, certainly look the part yeah. of a heavyweight. Um, one of the things that surprises surprised me in this uh, he he beat the guy that beat Deontay Wilder in the amateurs. And lost to, at 165, Sean Porter. Wow. Sean Porter beat Alexander Usyk at 165 wow. in the amateurs. Um, that being said, I think, Usyk, I think Usyk is one of those big enough guys and good enough boxing skills where any night, any of these guys could beat any of the other guys. Yeah, when I you're mean, talking about Fury, Wilder, uh, um, Joshua, Ruiz... And I think Usyk is close to that list in that he could beat any of those guys on a given night. I wouldn't give him the edge. I'm not. I'm not saying I'd favor him over Fury. I'm saying that it's a winnable fight for him. You know, his yeah. size is good. Uh, Chaz is a, a big heavyweight, and uh, he looked really good. He looked. Hey, Chaz is a respectable win, and I say let him fight. Yeah, let him let him fight those top guys. He's. He's 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 there for me. Okay. If that's where he wants to be, as that heavyweight, then he's he's ready. Maybe one more fight. Yeah, I I think one more fight is needed for me. 
could to put him top as the fifteen fifth. guy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I, I I think of when I think of guys who he can prove himself against, I think of like Joseph Parker, Povetkin, Dillian White. See, and I think he roasts those guys. Yeah, I, I think it'd be good, but bef- I think he but definitely needs... But get one needs- before you yeah. fight the top tier of the division. Okay. Because I'm not... I'll ride with you. After this fight, I'm not convinced to put him as the fifth best heavyweight, you know? I mean, we got Ruiz, we got Joshua, we got Wilder, we got Fury. I'm not convinced to say Usyk is number five right now. Yeah. But uh, I, I think not yet. I, if he does get a, a, a fight, any he'll, he'll beat any of those guys we we just talked about. Can I we think. can we get Fury out of the WWE match? Put him in there with Wilder now and let Ortiz fight Usyk. I love uh, that fight. I, I would love that too. That'd be that'd be a good fight as well. All right, we're gonna talk a lot about the light heavyweight division. Let's start off by going. We're gonna end the show a lot about the light heavyweight division. Let's start off by recapping the co-main event for the fight that happened this past weekend as Dimitri Bivol defended his WBA light heavyweight title against Lennon Castillo via unanimous decision. Uh, I mean, Bivol, it seems to me like he doesn't have the finishing power. You know, this is what, four or five decisions in a row. Lennon Castillo shouldn't really be able to hang with him. Uh, that's well, and this is what this is what. Sorry to cut you off. This is what really infuriates me, man. Because um, because I'm I'm getting ready to say all the same things you're gonna say. And think about that. The the scorecards were one nineteen one hundred eight, one nineteen one hundred eight, one twenty one hundred seven. Yeah. So he won every round minus a charity round for two judges. He won every round with a knockdown. And you and I don't think it was dominant. The way he was supposed to dominate this guy. What the hell was supposed to happen to Lennon Castillo that we right. don't think losing yeah. every round and getting knocked down once is dominant enough of a performance? Something's wrong with our matchmaking. If yeah. our analysis of the fight was it shouldn't have been that close and the guy got blown <laughs> yeah. out and knocked down, You're right. lost by 13 points in a 12-round fight, and we're saying, ah, eh, it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you're <laughs> and, right. And it's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, I, I just same thing. I shut out in a knockdown. It was surprising that it was that close. Yeah, I mean, with this, I hope that he can take this win. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's Eddie Hearn. I, I don't know. Maybe someone else from the zone. I'm not. The zone guys can work with the ESPN guys for... The winner of this weekend's fight to have Bivol take on the winner of yes. tomorrow's fight. Because that's what needs to happen. Let's unify the belt. Uh, because you're right. He he dominated this guy. But who is Lenny Castillo? You know? and yeah, Nobody. It was two, 200 and something. I, I don't want to see him. It, honestly, it... <sighs> I want to see the fight with him against the winner of Peter Bev and Vosdick, but now that I'm thinking, now I'm using my brain. He's not up to that level yet. No, I think the way they're going to go with him, because he's the zone guy, he'll get the winner of uh, Kovalev and Canelo. I think that. Probably. I think, yeah. And that that's a good fight. 
and that's an even worse fight for him, I think, than the winner of Bev and Vosdick. But I think that's the way the things are going. And, I mean, that's still a good fight for him. But if that does happen, we'll, we'll see that when they get there. And that being said, our preview for Friday night, October 18th on ESPN Live from Philadelphia. Alexander Vosdick taking on Artur Beterviev to unify the WBC and IBF Alphabet Light Heavyweight Champions. These guys, this has got fight of the year quality yes. talent in it. And your boy is on record. For the upset, Baturbiev over Vodstick. And my amateur check also uncovered a second round knockout for Baturbiev over Vodstick in the amateurs. Ooh, interesting. All right. I mean, I, I don't think any of these are really, I don't think picking any of them is that much of an upset. I mean, oh, it is yeah. a pick em fight okay. if you look at the odds. This is That's this fair. is a big big fight. This this is the fight boxing needs more of. I mean, yes. I and Vodstick just outranks him on all of our metrics. Yeah. Okay. I, I, In th- pound for pound list, I think Vodstick is nine. Okay. And Beterviev is a hundred and seven. All right. Or hundred and eleven or something. You know. So that's a pound for pound list. So. But, yeah. But it's. You know, two versus nine. I get what the, you're saying on the rankings. Yeah, so he outranks him, but but I agree, this isn't like an underdog situation. Yeah. These are two of the top guys in the division, two of the top four or five guys, if you count Canelo. Yeah, if you look at the Vegas odds, it's a pick 'em fight. I yeah, mean, no one's there's no clear underdog, there's no clear favorite, but th- this is gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be interesting. Um, one thing I do, I, I bring a little bit of a casual mindset when I look at fights like these. And I look and see who's getting the spotlight more going into the fight. I'm seeing a lot of stuff with ESPN covering uh, Baturbiev. And the, I saw an interview with him and George St. Pierre. I guess they're good friends. And I mean, having a champion, even though it's UFC, not boxing. Having someone like that to be around, I think that's good for him. Mindsets, and, yeah, and contagious. The way ESPN's covering covering this fight, and more so just Beterbiev, it, it we might have a star coming. Yeah, I, I I'm interested to see where this goes. I, I agree with you. I think Beterbiev's gonna get it done. It's gonna oh. be interesting. It's gonna be cool. I, I I'm excited for this fight. Uh, Friday night fight you you don't gotta miss any college football to watch a fight this weekend yeah you can watch a friday night october 18th espn that's tomorrow night make sure you tune in uh i mean it's gonna be a fun one you have to tune in there's fireworks written all over that yeah you don't gotta pay you don't gotta pay an extra five dollars to get it on espn plus or you don't gotta pay a subscription to get it on the zone it's boxing from philly yeah i mean (laughs) Rockies from Philly for a reason. I'm they made saying. it for Philly for a reason. And I mean, yeah, you don't got to go out to some shady website and search up a stream. This is live TV. It's on ESPN. Big ESPN. Tune in. Chances are, if you're a sports fan in general, you got ESPN on at night, on a Friday night anyway. Tune in. Watch it. This one's it. worth it. 
this one will yes you will get your money's worth even though you you aren't paying anything but you're capable it's gonna be worth every penny yeah uh this will be a fun fight tune in uh and jared we're gonna end the show like we always do homie hit me with that flurry i said i'd go back to uh patrick day yeah and i want to read a quote from lou DeBella, who's the uh promoter okay and i i respect this guy as one of a short list of promoters that I'm that I'm okay with. Right. I like the guy. Um, he said, It becomes very difficult to explain away or justify the dangers of boxing at a time like this. This is not a time where edicts or pronouncements are appropriate or the answers are readily available. It is, however, a time for a call to action. While we don't have the answers, we certainly know many of the questions have the means to answer them, and have the opportunity to respond responsibly and accordingly and make boxing safer for all who participate. Lou DiBella, on record, saying that he hopes Day's death will lead to finding a way to making boxing a safer sport. Um, and like I said, respect all, with, with all due respect, Patrick Day's death, we didn't just lose two other boxers three yeah. months ago. We haven't forever had ways, had neurologists telling us that there are safer ways to do this, that there are safer ways to, in the beginning. And I've been to everyone who will listen to me for the past three years. Um, I've ran, ran scrub scraps for 15, but since we shut down two plus years ago, we can make this safer and especially yeah. the first step you think about the people the patrick days that that nobody heard about the the not famous football players with cte yeah you know of course there's a long list of of you know mike webster's and junior seau and we get aaron hernandez and you you say this about patrick day that now is the time it's difficult to explain away or justify the dangers of boxing at a time like this. Well, it's been difficult. Yeah. And since moving from 15 rounds to 12 rounds in championship fights 30-some years ago, we haven't done anything. That makes yeah. me think, wow, this sport is significantly safer after that than before. And, and the, the matchups and from, from the equipment... To the to the to uh, matchups, especially one of the things I have the biggest problem with. But the mission of Scrub Scrabs is to make the sport of boxing safer, more appealing, and more available to the general population. And if we can make it safer to get into, we're going to have more people involved in the sport. And if yeah. we can make it safer to participate in, we shouldn't wait for Patrick Day to die. We should do it when we notice there's something we can do to make a sport like this safer. Anything we can do that makes it safer to participate in, we should do. Especially when everybody does it anyways. You know, you've got this, you've got this demographic, because this is fighting. Let's be fair. Yeah. 
they're fighting out there. This is, but you know, it's boxing, it's a sport, and it's all legal. But they're fighting, and if two people get pissed off enough at each other, that's what they're gonna do is fight. So let's not yeah. pretend that this isn't something that goes on all over the place, whether they have a ring in gloves and helmets and mouthpieces and refs and judges or not. They're, people are going to fight. Yeah. This is, and the argument to shut it down reminds me of there was a demographic of people whenever there were, let's make condoms more readily available was the movement, you know, and some of the people against it were, that's encouraging them, you know, and then you argue, well, they're going to have sex anyways. Yeah. And then there's this, hmm, let's stop them from having sex. Let's, you know, say no to drugs. And it's like, this is just a horrible idea. When you look at it from that perspective, it's like, these are things that are kind of going to happen. And and trying to, to take it away as an option is a good idea. But pretending nobody's going to take that option. It's just yeah. not realistic. People are going to do this. So let's, if it's a sport and people are going to do it anyways... Let's make the sport as safe as we possibly can and then let the people that are going to do it anyways do it in that safe environment. Do it with those safety precautions. They're going to do it anyways, but they don't want to do it in that safer environment because we've made that safe environment inaccessible to them. It's too expensive yeah. or too time-consuming to be a part of the show. I want to be a part of the show right now. Hit record on your phone. I'm about to go knock somebody out. I'm part of the show. Yeah. I'm not saying make it that easy. But with a minimal amount of training, we can, keep, we can make those situations that we're going to, as a society, we're going to deal with one way or another. And some of them blow up into much more than fistfights. If you know the people who need a good fist fight, you know what I'm talking about. It destroys lives. It, 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 it shoots up schools from time to time in a situation where you think, could that kid have been helped if he had a healthy outlet? Yeah. Or she had a healthy way to do that. Would that happen? Can we make it safe and then make it available? I promise you people want to do this. It's going to happen anyways. And I, and I love what Lou DiBella said here. I love his intentions, but I have to criticize that part of it. Now is not the time. The time was when we started. Yeah. And everywhere in between then. And every other sport that has these kinds of life-changing dangers associated with participating in it, change it and make it safer if you can. Not because somebody died, but because you can. Yeah. And we've got kids that we're raising that might want to play these sports someday. And if there's a way to keep them alive and allow them in, to participate in the games that they love, we should be able to do both of those things at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, I like what Lou said, Lou DeBilla said, because if it were anyone else, I mean, we talk about Eddie Hearn being a, a enemy of the show. I could see him or... Any other promoter just saying it's part of boxing. You know, we were both in uh, multiple Facebook groups. And I was scrolling through and I saw a post that said, our desk just part of boxing. All the it's comments part of were, boxing. It, it's just yep. part of the game, you know. and I From mean, people who've never participated in it and never fallen in love with the sport the way the people who participate in it have. Yeah. 
so I obviously mean, short-sighted. And I, I, got, I have one more quote here from Charles Conwell. This is the guy who hit Patrick Day and knocked him out and caused him to lose his life. I never meant for this to happen to you. All I ever wanted to do was win. If I could take it all back, I would. No one deserves for this to happen to them. I replay the fight over and over in my head, thinking, what if this never happened, and why did it happen to you? I can't stop thinking about it myself. I prayed for you so many times and shed so many tears because I couldn't imagine how my family and friends would feel. I see you everywhere I go, and all I hear is wonderful things about you, unquote Charles Conwell. Um, those commenters that you're talking about, those Facebook yeah. warriors didn't take the time to imagine how their family and friends would feel if they were following their career, 27 years old, rising to the top of a sport that they love to have life snatched away from them when they were in peak physical condition. You, you take, the, take the time to consider that. And then, as a civilized society, make the adjustment. Yeah, this, the, the thing with boxing, it, it's crazy how much, yeah, I think it should be getting more clout, as the kids say nowadays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With all the superstars it has right now and how good it is right now, but also stuff like this, people should be talking about more. Uh, I go back to a couple years ago, there was a story about a, Football player. He started playing his freshman year. He played just throughout high school his four years. He ended up killing himself, and the doctors looked at his brain, and he had the brain of a 40-year-old. Yeah. Okay. And that's football through four years, just four years. Yep. I I think, and, and that was, ESPN was talking about it for weeks. Yeah. And all the sports outlets were talking about it and this stuff. And we need football this, football that. Boxing needs to have the same conversation. We can't just have promoters come out and say, yeah, it's just part of the game. I yeah. mean. Well, and the kid, you we were just talking, there's a um, heavyweight. I think he just fought Kovalev that doesn't spar. Doesn't do any sparring to train for his fight. Oh, yes. It's, it's really the first I'd ever heard of that. And I was like, I don't know. Anthony it's, Yard, yeah. There you go, Yard, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess time will tell whether that's effective or not. But from this perspective, that's wildly effective. Let's tone down or stop yeah. the sparring sessions. In football, they have the uh, tackling dummies. Have you seen these things on wheels? They're yeah. a tackling dummy that runs like a 4340. <laughs> yeah. And they control them with remote controls and they can sense. They set them on like quarterback mode and they'll push away from whoever's closest to them. And the human beings don't have to take all of those hits. Yeah. Some of those hits are learning experiences, but not that many. Not so many that an 18 year old kid can stop playing football for the rest of his life and have traumatic brain injury. Yeah. That, that, that story sticks out to me because I played football from eight to 18 
I played it 10 years. What's my brain? Yeah, doing? yeah. Am I different than I would have been if I hadn't participated yeah. in the sport? It's a legitimate question. Ever, ever since that story came out, I've been trying to be more uh, conscious about the stuff and like taking care of stuff with when it comes to mental health. But also, I mean, going back, I'm 22 now. It's only been four years. You look at football now, there's barely any full pad practices. When I play four years ago, we went full pad practices. We always had a hitting drill. Two a day it sometimes, was, yeah. Yeah, and we that was part of the grind, especially linemen. You had to head up in the shoots and get going from the short burst back to back, just head to head, colliding into each other. That That's something that has changed in just four years of me being out of high school. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's continued to happen in all of boxing's life. Well, man. there you go. And, and boxing, instead of instead of – like the NFL waiting for a huge lawsuit to encourage you to do what's morally right. Just do the things you can do that would make this better. Yeah. There are things you can do. Let's do them. Let's not wait. And well, how many hundreds of millions of dollars is it going to cost us to get out from under this mess? And maybe now we should change something, you know, don't, don't f force Patrick day's family to put teeth on this thing. And not yeah. just Patrick Day, but like you said, when's the last time we did anything that made this safer? Yeah, I think I think we we've talked about it before. I think a whole big national commission for boxing that that's something that would help them. Because sure. right now, if you wanted, if me and you wanted to say something, we wanted to protest or something, we'd have to split it up in half. You take the One IBF state at and a time. WBO. Yeah, or, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a big mess, and I think that there needs to be something. Like, if you want to keep going down this way, you want to keep going and doing what you whatever. People say UFCs because there's less gloves and it can get bloodier, but they don't have problems like this in the UFC. No. People aren't dying as much as they are in boxing. So I... Well, then your average fight is 15 minutes instead yeah. of 47. Yeah. And also, I mean, looking at grappling, that, that takes away from strikes and when you're trying to get a submission. So there's a lot of stuff with UFC that that might be more beneficial. But, I mean, you're looking at UFC and how fast that's skyrocketing. Boxing is great right now. But, I mean, once these guys start leaving – what what's left to take yeah. over you yeah. know well and it could be better and that's it that's it like my man just said if you can make it better let's make it better if it can be done better let's fix it let's do it yeah that's it and even my even my scrub scrap proposal has right in there i'm not saying these are the safest ways to do anything and if you've got a a doctor that's going to tell me there's a safer way to do that part i'm all ears What's the safest way for people to participate in this game? And let's make that the first step. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. That's going to be it for the show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching on Facebook Live. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for our next show. That Peter Beterviev uh, recap with Vodstick. Yeah. Make, make That's sure that you Friday night. Watch that fight. You, I mean, make a party out of it. If you want to go out to the bar, invite your friends over, have some have some beers, get some wings, 
Watch the fight. This is a good fight. This is a fight you want to see. This, even if you, you're going out, you got some plans, record this fight. It's on ESPN. I could see Baterviev beating Canelo if that's yeah. how it pans out. I mean, these guys are that good. Let, yeah. Let, watch this fight, please. If you <laughs> are listening to this, watch this fight. If you're not listening to this, go tell your grandma, go tell whoever, go tell your friend. Watch this fight. This fight needs to be watched. Just give her Walker a little kick and let her know there's something going down. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. We hope to see you next time. Take care.